Hello everyone, and welcome to Mightier Than The Sword podcast. The podcast where we break down, relate real-life perspectives, interpretations, and influences on quotes said or written about your favorite heroes throughout history. Superhero motivation, superhero inspiration, because we are superheroes. What's up guys, welcome back to episode 17 of Mightier Than The Sword. This week's quote is from the saviour of the MCU, the OG Marvel bad boy, Mr. I Love You 3000, Tony Stark, otherwise known as Iron Man. Ground control. Sir, there are still terabytes of calculations needed before an actual flight is a Jarvis, sometimes you gotta run before you can walk. Ready? In three, two, one. Iron Man 1, still one of my top three Marvel movies, and this is coming from a DC guy. This movie had hardship, darkness, turmoil, and unlike most Marvel movies, it had risk. But never mind my review, let's, uh, let's move on to the quote. This quote comes from when Iron Man makes his first official, uh, or actually does his first official armor test of the Mark II. So this is after he's come out of the cave with his... Um, makeshift suit, and then he's made the refined silver version, so the first version of the Iron Man suit. Now, we all know Tony Stark, the genius play, uh, billionaire playboy philanthropist. Uh, now, you know what? I'm not going to attempt that word, but you know where I'm going with it. Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah, thanks for the save there, Tony. But uh, what makes Tony Stark such a compelling character is that He's a man of many flaws. Sure, he's prone to acts of selfishness, arrogance, and patience, has more daddy issues than Batman, Luke Skywalker, and Percy Jackson altogether, and he's prone to holding a grudge. But sometimes those flaws even lead him to make, you know, huge mistakes, but in a good way. It's Tony's rash ability to run before he walks that has such large positive and negative consequences. Some of these mistakes, yeah, sure are minor, and some shaped the entire MCU. Now, to make these decisions, of course, Tony's intellect comes into play. Tony Stark's IQ is estimated around 270, which is considered a super genius and the top uh, 0.1% of the population of the world. But it's also his instincts and intuition that guide him especially considering what he's learned and what he will learn based upon his decisions. Let's look at the way that we learn. Now, going through public school, private school, most of our lives, we believe and we're kind of taught that it's the best way, but the only way to learn this progressive, slow movement through life. Sitting in a dull classroom, trying to garner knowledge by osmosis (laughs) and getting our way through school on a foolproof way of learning, you know, progression. However, considering the vastness of the internet, the limited uh, textbooks that exist at the cost of nothing and they're at our fingertips, the countless coaches online willing to teach for a cheap dollar, it seems like we've got access to knowledge beyond our high school years. 
And some of these educational institutions are becoming obsolete. Generally speaking, of course. Obviously, I still want my doctor, surgeon to take part in the most advanced level of knowledge that they can get. But like I said, generally speaking, basic education is so obsolete that it's had the exact same setup to everything prior to the industrial revolution. It makes sense. They were created the way at that time, you know, because assembly lines were the big things, trades were the big standard, and much to math teacher, uh, my math teacher's incorrect predictions, they didn't have calculators in their pockets 24-7. So business tycoon, uh, tycoons needed a way to teach a lot of people to do, you know, the same task over and over again with basic knowledge. Eventually, the world progressed, and we've become more technologically advanced. Schools in general, however, pretty much have remained the exact same. And it's not just in high school, but TAFEs and universities too. I myself I always knew there was a far more productive way to learn something, because the way I had been going about it was, well, dull. Most individuals think learning has to be a gradual process where you slowly learn different skills. I mean, this isn't completely incorrect, but it can be better, right? There's a faster route from A to B. Most people identify with a very difficult goal to accomplish and then work backwards to understand their stepping stones to complete it. This is exactly how most of our training, business, and ideas in general are developed. Stepping stones. But we're here, to discuss, uh, we're here today to discuss Iron Man, Tony Stark's mentality, running before walking. So the idea of running before walking is to be chucked into the deep end or to produce some sort of form of action before thinking. It's to perform a complex task before you know, ma uh, mastering the fundamental basics underneath. The phrase is usually just a reminder that you should, you know, learn the basics. But it's also this idea uh, kind of used as an encouragement to do things outside of one's comfort zone. Running before you can walk definitely means more risky and unplanned. And typically, as a result, has a massive variation of situations and outcomes. But it's also super effective for a couple main reasons. Now, I put this to social media and onto the Instagram page to see what other people thought. I even asked my colleagues and friends what, what they've done recently or what they've done in the past that they've really, you know, took that leap of faith. And it turns out more than 50% of the people I asked had never taken that risk before. They enjoy something to be planned, something to be strategically looked at before making that move or saying the, saying the things that they wanted to say. So, I thought today, I'm going to share with you a time that I decided to run before walking. So, my situation is a bit of a different one. It kind of seemed a little unbelievable at the time, but I was interviewed for a half a million dollar job. Now, for those who don't know me, and I mean, most of you don't, I definitely don't get paid that much. Not even close. So, how did I get myself into this predicament? Well, I was recruited for a job. I won't name the job for the specific reason some of the listeners are part of that area or not. Uh, but I was recruited for a job. I 
wasn't really given the full explanation of what this role was. But you know what? Chances are I'd probably be interested and thought, of course, right, let's go for it. Why not? Now, during the screening, they asked me a series of questions as most jobs normally do. And then they introduced the the first interview to be happened afterwards. It was only during that interview, which to be fair, I was going in and I was killing it. I don't like to pump up my tires, but you know, I was, I was killing it. But then I found out what the job really was halfway through that interview and that this job was going to be worth a lot more than I expected an unexpectedly high amount more than I expected. Now, for shits and giggles, I thought, you know what? Don't show them. Don't li- uh, don't present it in your vote in your tone or anything like that. Let's just let's just continue and see how we go. Let's see how far I can really push this interview to see, you know, what I'm capable of. I decided to to you know run. Turns out, my interview that I had, I did kill it, and I was invited back for a second. Now, in this process, this uh, this business had a five stage interview. At this point. I mean, surprised to let you know, I made it to the third stage and was almost invited back to the fourth, bar one thing. The feedback I was given, nothing was negative. In fact, they said that everything that I did, my personality, my traits, my brand, all of everything they wanted was exactly what they were looking for. The only thing they had to consider was one thing that two other people had. And conveniently, that for a half a million dollar job, it was a specific qualification that I probably should have studied, I don't know, five to 10 years for. But if they hadn't had it, I would be selected for the job. I myself would have had a half a million dollar job. Now, this shook me, to be honest. I actually went through this process constantly going, you know what, Ryan, do the best you can and absolutely nail every step because I was so confident, so confident in who I was, my abilities, and what I could bring to that job that I'm guessing they saw it too. So, what are the three things that you get from choosing to run instead of walking? Well, one, you're forced to self-reflect. I knew immediately after I, uh, once the actual job was revealed that I was not qualified for this. Don't get me wrong, I was, I was shaking. And also laughing internally, thinking, what have I got myself into? My internal thoughts were like literally screaming. I'm going to look so stupid. How am I going to figure this out? This sounds completely absurd. I am not even close to being a potential selection for this role. But instead, that was internal. External, I, what I did reflect on was why I actually was capable of this job. And if anything, why I believe, they should believe, I am the right candidate. So I chose to focus on my strengths, my brand, and I was confident I was going to be something that they weren't prepared for, but in a good way. I never lied. If anything, I actually addressed the lack of qualification requirement before they did. But I sold myself, my brand, my potential, and my ambition. My career previously and still current to date is within sales. So without coming across as, you know, chauvinistic, 
I'm confident I can sell ice to an Eskimo. So selling myself wasn't going to be an issue. But I learned in this process that not only that I could identify these strengths that I hadn't really focused on before, but I was impressing myself on the capabilities of my own worth. Not that I've ever considered myself not worthy of anything, but when I saw this numerical number that I considered unreachable in my car- with my current experience and the time of life and I guess my, my knowledge, I was wrong. And the feedback about how much I was worthy kind of confirmed that I am. Turns out I was more capable of running before walking. And now I wonder, have I been walking for too long? Number two, you're forced to self-empathize. Running before walking is an immediate decision. It's your decision and therefore your responsibility. And to be fair, you hold yourself accountable for your own result. I had always had someone around me to ask for help and compassion when I was unsure of myself. They'd provide feedback, I'd learn, I'd grow, I'd become stronger, I'd screw up, I'd get feedback, I'd get learn, I'd get stronger. It's a cycle. I like to learn that way through feedback. You know, whether it was one of my parents, a sibling, a friend, most of my colleagues, my bosses, I've had people around me. But I didn't know how to discuss this process. I was fearful of discussing other opportunities with the workplace I was at uh, the workplace I was in at the time, especially with any of my colleagues. I wasn't intending to leave that workplace, so discussing this would make me feel guilty, even though I was sure that, that initially the job that I was you know going for I definitely would not be uh, applicable for. So when I got the result and got the feedback, besides my wife and a small amount of family that I had told, there wasn't a large support group that I'd normally rely on to back me up, you know, soothe me. So I found ways to self-empathize, learn how to back myself up when I didn't have backup. A type of self-resilience, I guess, is the best way to put it. Three, you learn new skills. Now, this doesn't have to mean you come up with something completely brand new or, you know, reinvent the wheel. But in my case, I learned that the skills that I possess which were much more prominent and powerful compared to what I thought they were. To compare myself to Tony Stark, and I'm going to, because why not? When he completed his Mark II suit, he eagerly, uh, he did this eagerly, so, 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 uh, so soon, straight after leaving that cave. He went straight to, you know, the public, announced the, the disassociation with his company and, and creating weapons, and then for himself, found that he had this idea. Now, I feel like that now. I feel like the skills that I already had are still there. I can now see how they can be used or how they or I am worth. I had this realization after the first interview where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this. I'm going to, I'm going to get out of this in a way that I'm going to show them what I'm capable of. I knew by, by the second interview that I was going to chuck on my new Iron Man suit. The old one, the one built in the cave, the one I was so sure of already. Chuck that out. Let's check on this new one. 
when the new, uh, when the second interview came along, I was willing to run, not walk, not slowly get into things, but run. No test. I was confident. Now, moving past this interview, I've discovered that these skills, powers, and abilities, I have this limitless potential that I'm already excited to work on whatever could be my next project, my next Iron Man suit. So, I mean, watch this space. So I thought to myself, if I'm in this space, if I'm thinking like this, how many others are there out there and doing the same thing? So I ask you, dear listener, when was the last time you ran before walking? Think to yourself, when was the last time you took a leap of faith or was chucked in the deep end? If that's easy to answer, then maybe you're in a great space right now or working on something that you truly believe in. If you can't answer that, that's not a bad thing. Planning is essential to work towards a bulletproof plan, don't get me wrong. But just ensure that whatever timing you're putting into it, it's necessary. Because as I learned, you should believe in yourself more often. You are more impressive than you think. Believe me, because I believe in you. So I'll leave this podcast with two questions for you to think about or challenges to give yourself if you're willing. But evoke that Tony Stark challenge spirit and get in there and do this. Number one, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Tricky one, huh? When was the last time you did something for the first time? Now, number two, I want you to trust invest and back yourself. You're more capable than you think. You are Iron Man. So run. I hope you feel inspired to take on the world. And if you think this episode was a great one, I would love for you to give it a follow on Spotify or any of the other streaming services and on Instagram. And please join in to um, to be on the next podcast as well. And also f- share with all your friends and family. Because I guarantee someone out there has got an idea that they're willing to take to the next level, but they're just too afraid to run. So tell them. Until next time, my squad, my league, my team, I love you 3000. Talk to you soon.